Hello and welcome to the Sharp Action Daily Podcast. This podcast, you will hear some of the best picks given by top-of-the-line analysts, as well as interviews with athletes and gambling gurus, because at the end of the day, we are all on the same team. Our bets are given as advice, and you are not forced to take them. We give them to you as a suggestion. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Also, if you do not have the money to bet, do not place a bet. Gambling is an addictive habit and can spiral at any time. But please sit back and enjoy the ride as we take you through the rigorous world of sports betting. Cheers. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yes. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Sharp Action Daily Podcast. It's finally here. Super Bowl week. Last week of the NFL till the spring football starts. So last opportunity we get to see of real football. Exciting. Chris, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Why don't we start off with a stat from you tonight? What do you got for us? All right. There is a team, the Pacific Tigers, who is 5-17 and 17 against the spread this year. In co- oh. Men's college basketball, sorry. Uh, on Saturday, they were a 22 point underdog to San Francisco tomorrow. They are, (laughs) they did cover that one. That is one of the five, uh, tomorrow. They are a 21 and a half point underdog to St. Mary's. Uh, last time they played St. Mary's in January, they lost 76 to 28. So I recommend taking that one tomorrow. Will we see that game later on in the episode? In the pod picks, uh, maybe I don't have it in there right now, but I wouldn't throw that in. You'll have to stay tuned. Well, without further ado, let's kick it off with who pooped in your cereal. So I will go first for me. The team that pooped in my cereal, Morehead State, they were what against the spread, Chris? Uh, Man, got it here. They were 14-3-1 against the spread. And we took Until you bet them. On Saturday night, they won the game, but they did not cover. So I was glad I was on the wrong side of things there. I'm always going to play the trends, what we like to do. It's a numbers game. But the Moorhead State men's basketball team did poop in my cereal this weekend. Ruined... What could have been an undefeated weekend, which we never see. But they decided to lay an egg. Chris, who pooped in your cereal? I'm going to go with a surprising one this week. I pooped in my cereal. Oh. Started out so good on Saturday that I felt the need to just, you know, redisperse all the funds again Mm. and gave it all back. A net zero Saturday. The self-dookie. Yeah, yeah, it was not good. Uh, Mistakes were made. Who killed you in the night? Gonzaga. Mm. Couldn't cover. Mm. Those, you know, those West Coasts, those late West Coast conference games, those are the ones that either tuck you into bed or keep you up all night. Yeah, I wish I would have stayed up all night. I could have cashed out or hedged. Let's move on to our next segment. Welcoming in from the phone line, 
one of the great friends of the Sharp Action Daily crew. Bags. We have Bags Banter tonight. Joey Bags, how you doing? Boys, what's going on? Um, look, today, Bags Banter, I'm going to take a stance that I have been against for a large majority of the time. But I believe it's time to give Brock Purdy his flowers. I think it's time. He's made two NFC championships and one Super Bowl. Two years ago, this guy was playing, what, New Mexico State in a football game? Now he's playing at the NFL, and he probably would have made two Super Bowls if he didn't get injured last year. I mean, let's look at his career statistics series, a 70% completion rating. 5,600 yards in two years. One of them, he was half a year or started for half a year, maybe less. Uh, 44 to 15 TD interception ratio with an average of 111.4 QBR. Um, I'm not sure if anyone else saw Cam Newton's uh, quote towards him saying Brock Purdy is the 10th best player on his team or on the offense, excuse me. Um, and now Brock Purdy's response was absolutely legendary saying, Cam, I might be the 10th best player on my offense, but I know there's 90 quarterbacks rostered in the NFL and you're not one of them. That right there concluded me. Brock Purdy needs his flowers. He's confident, you know, coming out of Iowa state, uh, uh, necessarily not so great historical football team, football I can't think of the word, but organization program program to come to the NFL. Granted, yes. Does he have Debo? Does he have Brandon? Ayuk? Does he have George Kittle? Does he have Christian McCaffrey? Yes. Yes, he does. But does he make mistakes? The answer is no. Mm. The answer is no. It's time to give Brock Purdy his flowers. He does his job well. And any other, I, I, I feel like he's an American story. He's an American dream come true story. Mr. Irrelevant leads his team to the Super Bowl. People 10 years ago would be saying, we got to make movies about this guy. Now everybody's shitting on him. This is ridiculous. Give Brock Purdy his flowers. That's my bag's pants of the week. Love it. Love it. Chris, any rebuttal there? No, I'm good. I like Purdy. I don't think he's just a game manager. He doesn't make, he has occasional uh, bad halves. Where he decides to throw, you know, two or three interceptions, but he's recovered in all of them. It doesn't let it get him down and brings the team back. I like him. Does what he needs to. Yep, absolutely. Does what he needs to. Could have having a great it. coach helps, but still it didn't Trey Lance was trash on that team, so Purdy's pretty good. I have to agree. That's all I got for Bags Banter this week, guys. Look with the rest of the podcast. I'll be seeing you next week. Thanks, Bags. Appreciate the time. Let's, let's talk about the San Francisco 49ers who took down the Detroit Football Lions in the NFC Championship. What a game that was. Detroit, how, how, how does that happen? Did Dan Campbell get in his own way? Or is that just Detroit pulling up Detroit? A little bit of both. Uh, I think he convinced himself that he needed to go for it all the time when he should have just taken the points. I know 
analytics, you know, whatever can tell you anything they want. You should go for it, but they don't take into account who you're playing and what's on the line. You tie the game. You always tie the game. Yeah. Now switching gears into the AFC. I have no comment on the 49ers. They they walked away with that one. They got lucky. They, that game shouldn't not have been close. Between the tip pass and everything else, Dan Campbell getting in his own way, I'm just happy to see the 49ers bat advance another week. But let's talk about that AFC matchup. The Ravens finally played a competent football team, and they all and they did what they thought were going to do. They stunk the bed. I mean, I I don't I don't understand. Uh, what what was the game plan in this game? It's a seventeen to ten game, and you ran the ball with your running backs a grand total of six times. That's a problem. It's uh. I don't know what happens, you know, in the playoffs, but Lamar Jackson is he he's not good. He's not good. Yeah. But I feel like too many of Lamar Jackson's throws are not uh rhythm throws. There's no hit your back foot and let it go. A lot of it's all off script. So you can't really get in the flow of anything and it I think it ruins Ruins his game. I will defend him a little bit. The one, the interception that he threw into quote unquote triple coverage, that was the right read. Isaiah likely was behind everybody. And it wasn't really triple coverage. I think it was one on one and the safety came over and the linebacker was trailing. But I mean, he's open. You just have to lead him to the back of the end zone. That was just a horrible throw. He underthrew him by like 10 yards. But that was the right read. It's sad to see it was supposed to be Lamar Jackson to save us from all this hoofla around the Super Bowl. But evidently, the Chiefs walked walked in there and came away with the dub. Um, again, you know, if the Jacksonville Jaguars just could have simply beat the Tennessee Titans in Week 17, we would have seen a Browns-Chiefs rematch. Yeah. Also, unfortunately, the Browns just pooped the bed. I mean, entirely. But Jacksonville wasn't going to... Jacksonville can't do what the Texans do. That's fine. But the Browns still should have just showed up and beat the Texans. No, I don't. It was sad, but, you know, can't live in the past. That's why the windshield is bigger than the rear room. So, let's move forward. I like it. We have... Two live Super Bowl bets between the pod here. Let's talk about that now. What are we going to do with them? I'm hedging. Ish. Ish. I'm I'm probably taking uh, a percentage and putting it on the Chiefs plus three and a half at minus 160. And then a small percentage on the Chiefs' money line. I don't like you can't bet against Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. So I need to get, I need to get something the other way. I like having a little bit or the big chunk on the Chiefs plus three and a half gives me a chance to win both uh, the original bet and that one, and then cash a little something on the Chiefs on the side if they win. 
Yeah. That's my plan. Love it. Love it. Yeah, I got to do the same thing. Got to take the extra juice. Got to go three and a half and just find whatever that medium dollar is and be content with how the game plays out. No. If you know my story, we had the same situation two years ago. The Rams and Bengals worked off for the kid. So let's see if we can go two and three years. See if we can go two and three years. Be something to see. After uh, last year's awful pick did not for the Super Bowl did not work out very well. Who'd you have last year? <laughs> the Colts. Oh. Um, but yeah. Moving on. Introducing a new segment this week to the podcast. We are doing BB's College Team of the Week. Chris, who do you think it's going to be? Xavier. No, no. no. Quincy Oliveri, wooden player of the week, though. Got to give him his flowers. Best player in college basketball over the last over the last week. Here they come. Don't sleep on the boys. But I have to go with the South Carolina Gamecocks out of the SEC. The boys are buzzing at two and or sorry, seven and two. Moving them to 19 and three overall and winners of five in a row. Finally, the AP press gave them some flowers by ranking them this week. Coming off wins at Tennessee, who was number five at the time, and on the road at Georgetown. Winning back-to-back games on the road in conference play is something to be, you know, accomplished just by itself. But going into Knoxville, beating who I think is Final Four good in Tennessee is very impressive. So. With them sliding into second overall in the SEC, I have to give the South Carolina Gamecocks team of the week. So, staying in college, let's move into college football. Chris, any transfer portal updates, rumors, thoughts, or feelings? No, nothing on transfer portal. Uh, some recruiting. Ohio State picking up another uh, safety or corner. I think they got like the top two in this class. Uh, not 24, this would be 25, I think. So technically not really committed yet, just uh, verbal, but Ohio State still bringing in players despite Ryan Day's terrible coaching. Hmm. Interesting. Um, in other news, uh, college football, um, Cliff Kingsbury back to the NFL. Twice, apparently, because took the Raiders job and then declined the Raiders job and now is in Washington. Mm-hmm. Very strange. Now does Washington, I think, do you think that propels Washington to trade up for the number one pick? Mm, maybe. I, I think it's a good indication, right? If the Bears don't want Caleb, this coach should go get him. Not his coach. Not only his coach. His home team. Caleb Williams, Gonzaga Bulldog, from the DMV area. Coming back home. What a story that would be. That would be something. And him going- that's why Cliff went to Washington? Thought they had a chance? Where they told him, if you come here, we will try to get him? 
I think Cliff decided to go to the most winnable op- winnable opportunity. The NFC East is in turmoil. We could see next year Nick Sirianni getting fired, Mike McCarthy getting fired, and who knows what's going to go on with the Giants versus if, the AFC West. Yeah, you're right. I I think as dumb as this may sound, I think Washington has a better chance of succeeding than Las Vegas. I agree. There's definitely no quarterback in Las Vegas, but I don't know. I don't know who they're going to get. I don't even remember where they pick, but I, I don't think it's top two quarterback worthy. So they're kind of in no man's land. What they could get Penix or Bonix? Yeah, hard pass. Anyway, well, anything else on the college level? Uh, no. All right. We have a question for you. Where is Eric Bieniemy now? I I don't know. Went from hot head coach candidate to missing all the jobs because the Chiefs kept playing and then out in Washington. Crazy. I didn't think he had that bad of a season. I didn't think so either. In fact, he made the most out of what that that team was. Sam Howell, I think, was leading the league in passing at midway point or second um, somewhere in there. I don't get it. No, it's yeah, uh, Luke Getzey's gonna get another job. No, no, he's not. But he's the Raiders OC. That's uh, that's criminal. But you know, that's a great point on Eric B. Enemy. Got me there. No idea what's going on with the man, but you know, all we can do is wish him the best. So let's move on. To everybody's favorite subject segment, the picks. The picks. Six and oh last week. Six and oh. Chris, what does that mean? Two for the year. We're up to 13, five and one for the year. So starting out with a bang. This is going to get a little bit harder since there's, you know, no football games, but we'll be finding something. Chris is going to have to dig back into the hardwood. (laughs) I've been diving in lately. Some good, some bad. Thanks a lot, Gonzaga. So let's get right into it. Uh, You got two or three today, Chris. I got three. We're good. I'll bat lead off. I'm going to start across the pot. A team... That has a lot of grit and determination. I'm going to take Wolves money line plus one ten against Brentford. Wolves very good. Um, they play well at home. I hope that can translate to on the road. So we'll see. Wolves plus one ten against Brentford. It should be easy swim for the boys. Sounds good. Uh, for my first pick, I'm going back to the well. Uh, we had Kelsey over five and a half catches last week. We're going Kelsey over six and a half catches this week. Uh, San Francisco, I think, is going to play a lot of zone. Uh, we'll see what happens because Mahomes will tear apart the zone, unfortunately, for uh, our Super Bowl bet. All right. Following suit with Travis Kelsey, common theme, I'm also going to take a Travis Kelsey prop bet. 
Travis Kelsey to have 25 plus receiving yards in each half, plus 110. I like it. Uh, that that'd be. I think that's a good one. I think they're going to try and get on the ball early and often. Yeah, and they'll be down by 50 at halftime. So they got thrown over in the second half. We'll see what happens. Uh, For my second pick, uh, sticking with the Chiefs, I'm taking Pacheco over 63 and a half rushing yards. Uh, San Francisco has given up over 100 yards to running backs the last two games. I think that continues. Chiefs are well balanced. They stay balanced. They'll keep running the ball no matter what. Pacheco gets his yards. Man, we should have talked this before. Uh oh. I am also staying with Pacheco and him to get in the end zone at minus one thirty to round it out. So you know, this is not good. We we have a lot of Chiefs picks, and we have a San Francisco 49ers uh, Super Bowl bat here. Well, well, I guess we will also have a Chiefs Super Bowl bet here because we don't have a choice. No, we we, we don't. Betting against Mahomes in the playoffs seems like a losing proposition. Unless he's playing Tom Brady. Unless he's playing Tom Brady and doesn't get the ball in overtime. So that's going to wrap it up for the pick segment. Let's swing gears, go back into college basketball. We have to talk about America's team. Just a little bit. Chris, any idea? Who is America's team? The Nebraska Cornhuskers, a bunch of castaways, picked up a huge home court victory over Wisconsin this past week. Another court storming, and then lost terribly in overtime to the Fighting Illini over the weekend. Nebraska still looking for their first Big Ten win, also looking for their first ever NCAA tournament victory. I would love to see the Huskers get in because I think they're frisky and fun and I think they can do some damage. I do like frisky and fun. Um, other news, DePaul, again, if you are in any other state that is legal to sports bet, please fade the DePaul Blue Demons at every single waking hour. They are terrible. They are the worst team in college basketball in the division one. It, it it's hard to watch. I feel bad. Hopefully they make the right coach. Hopefully there's some money dumped into the program because my goodness, they have a great home arena. You have the city of Chicago. If you could just keep a couple of local kids around and build something there, the city would really get behind that team and I think it would explode. The Big East is one of the best conferences in basketball, if not the best. So there's, there's a lot of talent here, and they're looking to stay here. They just need a reason. Yep. So we'll see. Chris, anything with the frozen puck? Yeah, we're on break. It's the All Star break. It is nice to see Connor Bedard on the ice again, even if it is just flipping passes. But hopefully, he's back in the second half. We'll see. Are the I don't Edmonton think you're Oilers? making 90. No chance. Are the Edmonton Oilers breaking? Are they keeping the streak after the All-Star break? No. That's a good question. No, they're going to lose it at some point. Hmm. That is ridiculous, though. Yeah, McDavid winning the skills competition MVP. 
the dude's amazing. I don't know what to tell you. Well, it'll be really amazing if they blunder his career and never win the Garrett Cup. That will be very sad. That's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Sharp Action Daily Podcast. Thanks for Bags for coming on to do Bags Banter. Chris, thank you as always for being here with me. As always, please remember to follow us on our social medias at Sharp Action Dolly on Twitter or X and Sharp Action Daily on Instagram. Chris, do you have one last final closing stat for the people tonight? Sure. Uh, let's go with the opposite of what we talked about earlier. We're going to go with teams covering the spread in college basketball. We have Minnesota, 16-4 and four against the spread. 78.6% cover. Well, everybody, do with that information as you may. And as always, if you don't have the money to make a bet, please don't make a bet. We just give these to you as advice. You know, just trying to kill 30 minutes out of your day. And we will see you next week with a no-packed NFL episode. We have some guests around the corner. Very exciting. We should have one of the biggest degenerates on Twitter joining us here shortly. To that, I wish you all a good night and cheers.